Welcome to the Hail to the District podcast with your host, Patrick Rice. Hey team, Pat here. Uh, just wanted to get <clears throat> a couple of my thoughts down before uh, before we got too late into the week. I don't think I'll be able to make a podcast with Rajan this week, uh, but it is Monday morning, uh, about nine o'clock on the West Coast, and uh, wanted to at least put my thoughts out there because it's uh, you know not even 24 hours after the game, and I usually feel a lot better after losses on the day after. Uh, I, I typically like to sit on it, and I usually feel a lot better next day, but. Uh, this morning I woke up and still pretty down uh, on the team. Uh, so, I, but I want to talk about it in hopes that it'll make me feel better. In hopes that you know maybe I have a good point or two, or or you know you know maybe we leave here and we think to ourselves, oh hell, here we go again. But uh, so quick thoughts uh, after the game against Buffalo in Buffalo yesterday, uh, the Bills waxed us right, 43-21. <clears throat> I would argue that uh, the 22 points uh, difference. Um, it looks like a blow on paper. I would argue it probably was worse than even those 22 points, uh, especially considering that <clears throat> kickoff where we that Hopkins recovered, uh, which was actually pretty incredible. I don't think I've seen that before. Uh, although I think we did it against the Seahawks in the playoffs years ago. Um, but look, we got smoked. There is no middle ground here. There's no two trues at once. No, nothing like that. We got smoked. Um, Ron came into this game calling it a you know a measuring stick game. It was also a big game for Ron. Uh, with the you know opposing coaching staff over there, plus being over there and the general manager, this is a big game for Ron. And I wasn't surprised to hear him say it was a measuring stick. But um, you know, consider us measured. Uh, we just weren't good. There are no ups, I think, in this game. Maybe the only up is is uh, you know maybe Gibson. You could say the pass pro was pretty good. Uh, Payne flashed. He had 11 pressures, uh, but overall, just not a very good performance. Uh, and you know, I, there's a couple of things I, I start with usually I look at, okay, how did we lose? Well, we lost on the road to a juggernaut. Yes. I think the bills are that good. Uh, they have real super bowl aspirations. Uh, they were in the AFC title game last year. They're a wagon, no pun intended for them. Uh, and we're just not very good. And so what happens when you play on the road against a team like that, uh, and you're not very good when you make mistakes and you play poorly, things get out of hand and get out of hand quickly. Um, and it, they got out of hand literally in the first drive. Uh, it was third and 15. Uh, we were on the cusp of forcing a three and out to start the game, get the ball back to Heineke to start. It would have been, you know, a little bit of a, we put our flag down. We're here to play. Next thing you know, we rush for Allen has all the time in the world. Uh, and they, you know, pick up 17 yards against a soft zone. Cause we lost so many in coverage, went right down, scored next thing, you know, it's 21, nothing. Uh, and the wheels fall off basically right away. And and I know we came back and made it 21-14. We actually even had the ball down 21-14, but the reality is the game was just never close. Um, the, you know, so you play a really good team on the road and you play poorly and the results, results are what they are. Uh, they're dreadful. Uh, and it's, it's a little hard to be optimistic right now, uh, to be honest with you. You know, the NFL is such a week-to-week league. Last week we were singing the praises where, you know, Super Bowl was back on. Um, this week I, I woke up today and I was like, man, we, we just played so bad. It's hard to get behind this team. So it's hard to be optimistic. Um, and it's hard to look around the NFL and, and think, you know, things are getting better. I look at the Panthers as an example. Ron's former team, they're 3-0. They went and got Darnold and they seem to have a great defense and they're, and they're playing well. No, they haven't really beat anybody. So, you know, we'll see how they end up. 
Uh, you look at Stafford, you know, there's so many reports that Stafford was about to land in DC that we had the best offer on the table. And then McVay just came in and swooped or swooped in and, and, you know, whisked him over to LA and basically made an offer that Detroit could refuse. And then you look at Stafford through three games and he is balling out. And it's hard to, to look at that because, you know, part of me thinks we should have gone and got him. I want, I really wanted him last year and now he's balling out, but regardless, um, to the game itself, you know, there's a lot of storylines from this game. It was Heineke's first road start. Uh, you know, Ron was was going against his former coaching staff, and and uh, you know, could the defense get right? And and that's the story. The defense is just a disaster. Uh, we had hopes that this would be a top five defense. Uh, I I sung their praises. I I'm the first. You know, I I, I was feeling it. You know, I'm, I'm the first one to be guilty here. And the reality is, the defense sucks. Uh, there's no there's no two truths in one in here. They're just a bad defense. Uh, Buffalo went eight for 12 on third down. Um, kudos to Matt Pryor's, uh, the Washington times who tweeted this out, but in those 12 third downs, we blitzed one time. We only rushed four, the other 11. Um, and one of the third downs that we stopped was actually just a kneel down. Um, so one blitz in 12. Uh, and what happens is Josh Allen went for three fifty-eight, four touchdowns, zero picks. And he also had a rushing touchdown. Uh, his QBR was, I think, 88. His rating was probably 140 or something. Um, look, Josh Allen, he got paid for a reason. He's a superstar. Uh, but And some of the throws he made were ridiculous. Let's not get it twisted. But we made him look like an athletic Tom Brady. Um, and that was hard for me to to stomach because we have this vaunted defensive line. We have, you know, seemingly some speed in the secondary and, and – with, with you know signing Jackson and having Fuller and everyone was very high to, very excited about saying Juice and look the reality is is they're just bad uh, defensive line zero sacks Chase Young now has zero sacks through three games Sweat has two Allen has three Payne has zero um, we really missed Adonis, uh yesterday but zero sacks from that defensive line no you know zero zero blitzing in general. And, you know, the whole league knows we're going to sit in zone. And so when that defensive line can't get any pressure, I don't care who's back there. Like we can make those throws. Um, adding the fact that Allen has a bazooka on his arm, you know, on attached to his, attached to his body, it's just easy pitch and catch for them. Um, and I think the hardest part for me is just the lack of adjustments. Like everyone sees what's going on. We can't get any pressure. We're sitting in zone yet. We haven't adjusted three games. Um, that drive to open the third quarter for didn't open third quarter, but the first drive for the bills was 17 plays, 93 yards. Think about that. 17 plays, 93 yards. It literally sucked out any hope that we had of winning that game or at least coming back and making the game competitive. It broke our spirit. It really did. Um, you know, they would, they would find themselves in third and short, go for it. Uh, or first down. If they were, if they got the fourth down, go for it. Well, there was no stopping them. Um, so that really sucked. And it's, We've been saying it all preseason that if if this team's going to go anywhere, it's it's on, uh, it's really just on the defense to to figure that out. Now a couple things uh, here. Maybe we all got tricked with this defense. Maybe not. We were a top five defense last year. But if you look at the beginning of our schedule last year, this is me searching for optimism. Um, you know, Arizona lit us up. Cleveland lit us up. Baltimore lit us up. Los Angeles lit us up. Thirty points, thirty four, thirty one, and thirty. That's Kyler Murray, that's uh, Baker Mayfield, that's Lamar Jackson, and that is golf for the Rams, but let's be honest, it's McVay's offense. 
So the reason I bring that up is in the first five weeks, we were one and four, but we gave up about 30 points in four of those games against elite quarterbacks. The last 10 games, I don't think we played an elite quarterback, although we played Stafford who, who torched us in Detroit. Uh, and we played Russell, but the Seahawks were kind of falling down and we had Haskins. We had no real chance of winning that game anyway. The point is, is in the first five weeks last year, we played four pretty good to elite quarterbacks and they, they all torched us. Um, and the NFL is a brutal league. So maybe we, when we get into the back half of the year, maybe we do get some of these backup quarterbacks. Um, and, you know, realistically, everyone thought we'd be one and two. We are one and two. But that one wins against the Giants, which is critical because our last five games are in division. Uh, but bottom line is the defense is just not that good. They're not playing well. And I don't really have hope that they that they start playing well. Um, and I'm not one of those guys that <clears throat> will go watch um, – the all 22, like it's not me. Um, but a couple things I would I would change. And again, Del Rio and Ron forget more football in a week than I know in my life. But um, a couple changes I would make. One, Reeves, he's on the 53 immediately. Um, our best defense last year came with Reeves and Everett uh, and back there. So you pair them with Curl. Uh, when it was Everett and Curl, Curl was allowed to roam. Everett was the thumper. Uh, when it was Reeves, you know, we just didn't have any breakdown of assignments. Uh, him and Curl seemed to play pretty well together. So that's my first step. Uh, step two with that is Lennon Collins, you're off the field. Maybe you could put him at linebacker. I know people have been jumping up and down for that, but like it's hard to learn a position middle of the year. Um, and you could argue that him learning that position is better than Bostic anyway, but, um, <clears throat> you know, I'm, we just need to look ourselves in the mirror and realize that Collins is not worth that money. Uh, he's only playing because of his money. Uh, and he's just not, he's not good. Let's just call it as we see it. Right. Um, so I'm getting Reeves up there, uh, and I'm getting him and Everett on the field more and more with Curl. The other thing I would do is, uh, is Bostic's just can't, can't play. Um, our linebackers suck in general. And so Bostic's going to be a little bit of a scapegoat here, but, uh, he feels a little bit like a modern day Reed Dowdy to me. And what I mean by that is Reed Dowdy always found a way onto the field, no matter who's in front of him, no matter what he was starting at the end of the day. Uh, and he was on the team forever. Bostic kind of has that feel. He dates back to Gruden. Uh, he's been pretty bad since the entire time we've had him. Uh, players like him because of his locker room presence, but he just keeps starting and he keeps getting torched. Um, you know, he's really not not that good. Um, so I would find a way to to kind of, I don't know if you can bench him totally because we just don't have the depth, but I would get rid of him. Um, and I'd bring in Hudson. You know, like he's a younger guy. You know, maybe he's not as good as them, but like him playing 100% is just as good as them, in my opinion. So, might as well get him on the field. Uh, Josh Allen, when targeting our linebackers yesterday, was 14 of 15. Uh, and Holcomb was man to man on two different TD receptions. Okay. Like, they're bad. And when the defensive line isn't at home, they get exposed more and more. And by the way, we have Kyle Pitts next week uh, who's going to roam that middle of the field. So, it's going to be, you know, the. It's going to be tough, and it's tough to play man-to-man. We all want them to play man-to-man, but how can you play man-to-man when the linebackers literally can't cover a parked bus? Um, so those are, those are some of the initial steps I would take. One would be get Reeves on the field and Everett. Uh, Collins, gone. Uh, Bostic, sit him. You know, I don't want to hear this. Well, we just want to ease Davis in. Like, it's time to just throw Davis to the wolves, let him play every down. Uh, and then I would get, you know, Khalid Hudson, let him play the Buffalo nickel. Let him let him just be in the field and use his speed. Um, and then the last defense adjustment I would make is, uh, uh, and Kane, if you're listening, kudos to you for saying this. But, like, find the – or maybe the smaller is one of you. 
uh, find the page in your playbook, Del Rio, that says blitz and start coming after these quarterbacks. Don't let them sit there for four seconds when it's third and 15. Bring the house. Don't, don't even bring that. Bring five people. Make it so it's everyone has a one-on-one matchup and hopefully someone wins. Um, you know, oh, it's just so frustrating to think about. We only blitzed one time on third down yesterday. That is just in a modern day NFL. That screams to me. We have an antiquated uh, defensive staff. Uh, you know, people are calling for Del Rio's head three games in after we had a top five defense last year. Like it's because he's sitting there, hasn't made adjustment and playing like this is the freaking 1990s. The NFL is a passing league. You have to get to the quarterback. You can't just sit back and wait anymore. Um, so Del Rio, we're looking at you, buddy. Clean it up. Uh, you know, flipping over to the offensive side of the ball, Heineke was bad. Uh, I'm not going to sugarcoat it. He was bad. Uh, but he also wasn't really the problem. This game isn't about Heineke. It was his first start uh, on the road, only his third start in the NFL period. First time he looked a little bit out of his element. Um, and I kept thinking about what Scott Turner said. You know, for every five games he plays great, when he plays that one bad game, he's going to be the undrafted guy. And he, he played five great games. He played great against Carolina, went toe-to-toe with Brady, uh, played great against the Chargers, uh, and, uh, you know, played great against – uh, the Giants, and then he had a stinker in his first road start. Um, and now all of us are kind of wondering who he is, and, and we're going to find out a lot about him. We're going to see if now that teams can scheme for him, if this is just who he is. Uh, but, you know, the reality is if he was a rookie, if we had just drafted him, we'd be ecstatic. You know, his three starts, toe-to-toe with Brady. He beat the Giants first time we beat them forever. Uh, none of that. He beat a number six overall pick, Daniel Jones. Uh, and you know, he went to on the road, his first road start against a juggernaut defense and he got his shit like that happens. Um, you know, he needs to protect himself, but he also needs to run a little bit. I know that's kind of like, you know, devil's advocate a little bit there. Uh, but you know, he, he needs to use his legs a little more, but he also needs to learn how to protect himself. But like, he is an athletic dude. That touchdown run he had when he dove over the pylon again, I mean, to be able to, as a quarterback, get the edge like that against an NFL defense, a, a good NFL defense at that, like he's super athletic. Um, you know, he <clears throat> he had those two touchdown passes. His two picks were awful. Uh, you can't throw into triple covers when it's third and 13 from your own nine-yard line. You just you can't do that. Uh, but if you're looking for optimism here, I do think he's going to stabilize his quarterback position uh, a little bit. I I will scream at the mountaintops in the offseason that we need to go get the guy. We've been saying it for fucking 30 years. Uh, but I do think we should just roll with Heineke. Uh, I, I still believe that, even though you know I had a rough game. And, and, I, and Washington fans, if you're listening to this, if he was a rookie, we'd be ecstatic. Just think of it that way. Um, and he won the game that truly mattered, which was the Giants game. Hopefully it gets better. If he doesn't, you know, then we go back to Fitzpatrick or Allen or whatever. Uh, but, <clears throat> you know, I, I think the – angst around Heineke just needs to chill and that's a little bit of the nature of the NFL uh but uh you know he he didn't play well let's just chalk it up as as a bad game uh but again nobody played well right uh you know Gibson had that sweet touchdown around but he also dropped a touchdown pass Cam Sims dropped pass uh Dwayne Brown dropped pass would have been a first down um McLaurin you know he can't do everything himself uh especially against that defense um, Logan Thomas brutal fumble down 7-0 after a big gain, uh, which we crossed into their half of the field. Um, and you know Scott Turner, like dude, I know we're down quick early, but you can't abandon the run. You got to stick to it. Um, you know Gibson needs that ball a lot more. 
especially with a quarterback making his first start in Buffalo, uh, where it's super windy. Uh, so a little annoyed by that uh, as well. Um, but at the end of the day, this, this all comes back to, to the defense. Uh, they, that's the story, right? We got torched. Uh, let me just repeat Allen's stats. He went for 358 through four touchdowns, no interceptions, uh, and uh, also ran for a touchdown. Um, we're staring down the barrel of Rodgers, Mahomes, and Brady. Um, so the defense needs to figure it out and figure it out quickly. Uh, do I hope they will? I, that's the hard part. I just don't see them getting that much better that fast. Uh, but we'll see. We'll see. We're on to Atlanta. Uh, you know, Matt Ryan <clears throat> is a statue. So if we come away with no sacks in that game, then I don't know what to tell you. Um, but he's also a, a good quarterback. He's done 4,000 yards, you know, practically every year for the last two decades. Um, he will pick us apart, especially in that middle of the field if we don't come to play. Um, I expect a better game out of Heineke. I expect a better game, you know, the offense and as a whole. Uh, the, the Falcons aren't very good, but again, it's on the road, so we'll see. Um, but I came in this pod saying, you know, I, I don't know what to think of this team. I don't have much optimism here. Uh, I feel a little better now that I've got my thoughts uh, kind of off my chest. But um, I think the hard part for me is, as a fan base, we're so desperate to turn the page and to move on. And yet I still feel like it's week one of Ron Rivera from last year. I don't feel like we've gotten that much better. Uh, our problems last year with linebackers are still our problem. Um, you know, we can't, we don't have a quarterback. Uh, I know we want Heineke to be great and, and I'm all on Heineke playing the rest of the year. Uh, but the team's still struggling. Uh, and that's where the lack of optimism comes from. But it's a long season. Most of us assume we wanted to at this point. Um, and that one win obviously is against the Giants, which is the most critical of, of the three games for sure. And look, the reality is both losses come against AFC teams if you want to look at it that way. So long season. You know, if we find ourselves two and two after next week, obviously things will look a lot different, especially if, um, you know, whoever wins tonight between the Eagles and Giants, uh, Eagles and Cowboys, if they lose next week, we'll all of a sudden be back in first place. So long season, it's a NFL, it's week to week. Um, yesterday was bad. If it was a measuring stick game, we now know we have so far to go. And, you know, the players said the right stuff after the game. But I don't really care. Um, your first round pick, time to show up. And I hope they go in there and say, hey, Del Rio, time to dial up and engage eight and let's get after let's get after Ryan because he literally can't move. And, uh, you know, hopefully we get the W. But if anyone uh, sat through this for 20 minutes, I appreciate it. I just wanted to get my thoughts off of my chest uh, this morning. Uh, defense was bad. Heineke was bad, but he's the least of our worries. Uh, if this team wants to be good, it's got to go through the defense. Uh, and in a modern day NFL, when the defense, if you're built defensively and they play bad, bad things happen. We saw that blueprint yesterday. Uh, I would watch this game by Wednesday. I'll be back on the Super Bowl train. Um, but still a big believer in Ron. Just think his, his coordinators need to figure it out a little bit and, uh, you know, we'll see what happens. But, uh, if anyone listened to this whole thing, thank you. And, uh, Let's go, uh, let's go stop some dirty birds. All right. Thanks, team. What's up, everyone? It's Raj. And, um, so I originally had every intention of kind of letting Pat's podcast be the t- definitive conclusion to the 
god-awful performance that we saw on Sunday from the Washington football team. And uh, I didn't intend on recording anything further in addition to what he said because, um, well, for one, you might be able to tell I'm actually a little under the weather. Um, but uh, also, again, it's just that loss was just one of those things where there's nothing that you really wanted to kind of talk about um, or be excited about or kind of share your thoughts on because it was just such a god-awful shit show. But um, Pat's recording actually kind of inspired me to want to empty my notebook of all the things that I jotted down during the game, and uh, there were actually quite a few. So I'm basically just going to be reading through some of the observations I wrote down during the game. Um, I'll forgive me for it being a little helter-skelter or less organized than some of the other episodes that we usually do. Like I said, this is basically just me kind of emptying the notebook and maybe emptying my brain at the same time of you know, all the stuff that was kind of buzzing around as a result of this game and having a little more, having more than 24 hours now to kind of uh, let it sink in. Um, so I'm going to start with this. Um, you know, this ass kicking in a way is sorely needed. Uh, you know, as is apt to happen with any Washington team, you know, we won the division last year, albeit with a 7-9 record and a very watered down NFC East, if not NFC outright, you know, outside of Tampa Bay. Um, but, you know, we came in here and it, I, I, it didn't feel like this team was already talking about feeling up the Super Bowl wagon, but there were, you know, all those, you know, those cost segments from ESPN, the Mike Greenberg quote, you know, all those things about, you know, look out for Washington this is the sleeper team. And uh, it feels like we were drinking some of that Kool-Aid to start off the season because um, clearly this team is not anywhere near the same team we saw towards the end of last season. Um, kind of going forward, uh, going through again some of my notes. Um, so one of the things I said in my preseason preview um, in, in terms of Buffalo was that, you know, Josh Allen was a quarterback who can do some Kaiser Soze shit. Like he can, you know, single-handedly destroy an opponent and will the Buffalo to win? And by and large, we saw that. Not to say that nobody else on the Buffalo Bills really contributed to the win. Is basically just Josh Allen went out and, and wrecked us. And I said the same thing very similarly about Justin Herbert's performance back in week one with the LA Chargers, right? Like, he was just magnificent. There was nothing, almost seemingly nothing we could do to stop him. But I think that brings up an interesting chicken and egg type of question that is it a factor of that we played or we saw two transcendent quarterbacking performances against us in only three weeks, or is it a factor of us allowing that to happen? You know, I don't need to reiterate the fact that this defense has played like absolute shit. I mean, you can go back and read any statistical accumulation by any of Washington's B reporters, and they'll paint a very, very grim picture of how terrible this defense is. Um, we may have the most incompetent and worthless back seven on defense of any team in the NFL. It's like those guys just, you know, as the saying goes, got together in a parking lot and decided that they were going to form a football team and go out and play the Buffalo Bills. There's countless instances of you just looking around and being like, what the hell are these guys doing? Which is astonishing because this is their second year in a defense. Um, our linebackers are absolutely clueless. You know, Jamin Davis, I'm not going to declare him a bust. I'm not going to go Danny Ruye and all of a sudden declare that, you know, we made a colossal mistake and I know more than everybody else. But he is, we knew it from the moment we drafted him. He was a one-year starter at Kentucky. He has a long learning curve ahead of him. For better or for worse, we put him on the field and he is very green. He is very raw. 
Cole Holcomb probably played his worst game as a member of the Burgundy and Gold yesterday. He looked completely clueless out of place and got beaten multiple times. And John Bostic is the worst linebacker in the NFL. John Bostic is basically the Detroit Apke. We cannot punt this guy off the roster fast enough. He is absolutely, utterly, and unfetteredly worthless. Uh, so that's that. Um, there's another comment that they made, kind of jumping topics again. I apologize for the hodgepodge. Like I said, I'm kind of just going through a little bit of everything. Um, actually, I'm going to go back to this, going back to the defense. Um, so they opened up the game with a uh, eight-play, Buffalo did being they, an eight-play, 75-yard drive. Um, you know, it, it walked down the field. It was almost comically easy. Um, they moved the ball up and down the field, seemingly at will, they didn't punt the ball for the second time until late in, excuse me, early in the fourth quarter when the game was basically out of hand. They had one punt during the meaningful portion of that game, if any portion of it was really meaningful. Our defense literally could do nothing to stop them. Uh, shout out to my friend Ari. I made a note of one of the things he shared in our Slack thread where he was like, it was frustrating and alarming to see the clinical and frankly speaking, easy level of execution that Buffalo was able to do against our defense. Like they could literally do whatever they wanted and we could do nothing to stop them. Uh, to that end, I'm going to say that Buffalo's game plan, like San Diego, excuse me, San Diego, the Chargers game plan in week one, to a certain extent, the Giants game plan in week two was basically to do everything they could to neutralize our strength on defense, which is basically exclusively our defensive line because none of our other nothing else on our defense is good right now you can see teams are you know they're moving when they're they're when they run the football and first of all the teams are not even bothering to run the football anymore but even when they do run the football it's just as a changeup, or if they're trying to commit to it they're going off tackle and avoiding the teeth of our defense but um, otherwise they're basically just doing everything laterally and getting quick passes out and attacking the cluelessness of our back seven and again doing so by getting the ball out very quickly so that they don't really have to worry about our pass rushers who frankly speaking aren't even getting home right now so not that they really have to worry about them in the first place um taking that one step further uh, brian dable the offensive coordinator of the buffalo bills who is an outstanding offensive coordinator to begin with uh he absolutely humiliated jack del rio like he owned him, and to borrow the old Pedro Martinez quote, he might as well, Jack Del Rio might as well have called Brian Dayball daddy at the end of the game. It was absolutely pathetic. Uh, I don't know what Jack Del Rio did during the offseason. Maybe he spent a lot of time lamenting with um, some of the January 6th uh, riders and, you know, frothed himself up into, into some sympathy for them because he certainly didn't come up with anything innovative in terms of actual defensive schematics. Like, it is the most softest vanilla peppermint ice milk shit that we've ever seen from a defense. It is, it's just, it's unbelievable because we saw the way this defense is capable of playing and the analytics community will tell you that year over year defensive performance is kind of all over the board. You cannot translate one year's defensive performance into another year with even with all factors being the same or even slightly improved. But even with that, you certainly expected that with the talent that this team has and with so much young talent it has potentially getting better, to see this type of type of staggering drop-off was completely unforeseen, um, and yet here we are. Uh, and then one other point I want to make about Taylor Heineke. You know, um, Heineke was what he was yesterday. You know, we, 
I jokingly in with among my group of friends, I call him when you know he's having his hot moments. I call him the combination of Tom Brady, Brett Favre, and Jesus, right? But like, I will have always said in the same breath that there's the two big things we have to be concerned about with him. Number one is obviously his lack of uh, durability or his lack of you know just general size and ability to withstand the punishment that goes along with the NFL game, but also arm strength. And I think his lack of arm strength was definitely evident um, in a lot of throws. Uh, yesterday, there was a bunch of throws that should have been picked off that they weren't. But a lot of the throws that he made um, allowed the defensive backs to basically get a really good break on it, which many times they did get their hands on, or a couple of times at least, they did get their hands on. Um, and then there was the other point about Heineke, whether it's him living up to his own billing, whether it's just, you know, youthful immaturity in the sense that he doesn't have a ton of NFL starts under his belt or whatever. Um, and I think one of the sideline reporters made that comment during the game. Uh, he had hero ball moments. It is what it is. I get it. But, um, you know, obviously yesterday was not going to be one of the days that we highlight in the whole heroic journey of Taylor Heineke. And finally, I'm just probably going to leave it here because I don't really want to go further in and, and depress myself. But, um, you know, we have the opportunity of going two and two next week versus Atlanta. Uh, you know, that's not a good football team, although they beat the Giants. But, you know, whatever. The Giants suck anyway, even though we beat them thanks to them, their own uh, self-flagellation. Uh, but, you know, after playing Atlanta, we have to host a frisky New Orleans team and then even after that, the slate of six games following is absolutely murderous. There's no other way to put it. Uh, we host Kansas City. We're at Green Bay. We're at Denver. Denver's playing great. Um, we have the bye week. We host Tampa Bay. You know, just Tom Brady and the, and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers defending Super Bowl champions. We play at Carolina, whose defense has been lights out to start the season. And then we host Seattle at home. And regardless of who Seattle is or how they're playing, that's Russell Wilson. Um you know, are we looking at a two and eight, a one and eight, excuse me, type of stretch? It's very well possible, which is hilarious and, you know, makes me want to chug a pint of bleach considering I picked this team to lose six games all season. Uh, that's that. I basically want to put the rest of my notes into a hole in the ground, bury it, and then forget about it entirely. Uh, thank you so much for listening. Uh, hopefully Pat and I will be able to get together again and uh, discuss the next performance, and hopefully it's a much different result um, on our usual Sunday schedule and then drop it next Monday. But thank you for listening, and we will talk to you guys later. Thank you for listening to the Hail to the District podcast. Be sure to subscribe to us on iTunes or wherever you download your podcasts.